it doesn't also have to be used for college. It can be used for college and universities. It could be used for community colleges. It can be used for certain types of apprenticeship, trade schools, and much, much more. From Money Fit by DRS, it's the Money Fit Podcast, the show about financial education opportunities all around us and practical financial tips right in front of us. host Todd Christensen and on today's show I speak with David Bell deputy director with the Oregon State Treasurer's Office who gives us the skinny on the wider range of benefits offered by 529 college savings plans let's do this My guest today is the deputy director of the Oregon Treasury Savings Network a division of the Oregon State Treasury in this position, David Bell has been heavily involved in Oregon's retirement program, Oregon Saves. He also works as an adjunct professor at Portland State University in the School of Business Administration. And we're going to be talking to him about the 529 College Savings Plan. But David, it's my pleasure to welcome you back to the Money Fit Show. Hello, Todd. I'm really excited to be here with you today. Good. Hey, I really enjoyed the, our, our episode a, a bit ago. And looking forward to today's topic of college savings. But first, I want to take you back. You can go back to your college years or, or younger, but what would you have done differently with your finances in those younger years? Oh, boy. <laughs> that is a really good question, Todd. I mean, in my younger, well, one, I, that had nothing to do with my finances. I would have told myself to cut my hair. I, I went through a very fun uh, hippie uh, stage that I, I, I really I, I, I enjoyed at the time. <laughs> but, uh, you know, with my money, it is interesting. I had a, my, my, my career path it, it has zigzagged all over the place and it, it ranges from, uh, selling advertisements for an mm -hmm. alternative uh, newspaper uh, called Willamette Week here in Oregon. It was, uh, I was working with cheetahs in Africa. I was teaching English in Taiwan. Uh, I had a small stint doing some consulting work for a meat processing wow. plant uh, in, in, in London. And so all around, jumping all over the place uh, to where today, now I work for the Oregon State Treasury. You know, honestly, what I would have told myself is, uh, it's not impossible to start putting a small amount of money away for your future mm -hmm. on, a, on a regular basis. And, and I just always go back to that because it doesn't need to be much. It's just building that habit of savings. Yeah. That's what I would have told myself, Todd. Start yeah. the habit of savings early. I think I would have said something along the same lines. Of, you don't have to spend every penny. <laughs> I, we're gonna have to, to do, talk. But... Yeah, we're gonna have to talk next time I'm in Oregon. We're gonna have to talk about because I taught English in in Belgium for mm -hmm. for a while, and so that that was quite the experience. That's cool in Taiwan. Oh, we can share some stories. Right on. Okay, so safe for college, safe for college, safe for college. We've we've all heard that. Uh, we know though that the market's volatility and and taxes paid on investments can can for some people make it seem like it's going to just erode their uh, child's college education fund to zero. So, but at the same time, saving account, savings accounts and CDs pay nil. So mm -hmm. I, I've seen a survey recently that only one in five people even know what a 529 plan is. So could you help us understand just the basics? What, let's go ahead and start with that. What's the basics of a 529 college savings plan? 
Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, there's not too many people. And it, could it be that we are so, uh, we lack so much creativity that we keep calling things based on the tax code? Uh, same thing with 401k <laughs> and then 529. It is literally just the tax code that these things are, are baked under. Um, but you're right. Let's, let's go down to the basics. So, um, you know, we all realize that we need to support people and make saving for their future easier, whether that future is retirements, like we've got to speak about uh, on an earlier podcast, or, or whether mm -hmm. it's saving for your own or for your child's or a loved one's um, college education or trade school or what have you. Um, we need to make that as easy as possible. And so uh, the government stepped in to, to help uh, this process about 20 years ago, 20 to 25 years ago, in establishing or allowing states to establish college savings plans and under the tax code of 529. Here in Oregon, it's called the Oregon College Savings Plan. It's a direct to the, the parent or to the saver. We also have one that's um, through the financial advisors, but let's focus on the Oregon College Savings Plan. So what does this do? It provides an easy way for families to start saving for their loved ones uh, higher education expenses. Now, with this, not only is it simple and it's easy and a nice path uh, to, to be able to start savings, but there's some tax benefits with it as well. So mm -hmm. in these savings plans, the money that you're saving, if you're lucky enough, which most of them, of them are, depending on the market to grow, uh, that, that uh, amount of growth is, is tax-free as long as you're using it for, for the qualified higher education expenses. So you're not paying taxes on the growth of that money the same way that you would if it was just saving in a normal type of a, a mutual fund or what have you. So, so that's mm -hmm. one tax benefit. The other tax benefit is that many states uh, will have some sort of a state uh, income tax deduction or credit uh, that incentivizes mm -hmm. people to contribute to their accounts. Here in the state of Oregon, we used to have a state deduction, which was a little bit more hard to explain, uh, but we changed mm -hmm. that uh, last year to a credit so that mm -hmm. individuals that are saving can actually get a credit on their taxes if their savings mm -hmm. to their Oregon College Savings Plan. So it's very exciting. So not only does it help you uh, save simply, but it's also providing you some tax incentives in order to do so on a regular basis. Mm. So, on, and those, those tax credits go to the recipient or the student in this case, or to the contributor? Oh, Tom, that's a great, great uh, question. It's actually to the contributor. So uh, for instance, so if I have a, a college savings plan account for my daughters, which I do, so mm -hmm. I have two, uh, if, if myself and my wife are making contributions into our own uh, college savings plan, uh, we can take that credit. Now for us, uh, we're uh, joint filers, so it's up to $300 credit. If you're a single filer, it's $150 credit. Now, how much you have to put in to get that full credit depends on your income level. We actually made this uh, uh, more beneficial for lower income families because we knew they needed a little bit of extra help. Um, but if mm -hmm. we're contributing, we can take that tax credit ourselves. If we have a family member or a friend and anybody out there who wants to contribute to my um, daughter's college savings plan, <laughs> we will help you do that. <laughs> that you can take that tax credit if you're contributing to their account as well, as long as you for our case, are an Oregon resident or working in Oregon and, and, and have uh, in income from the state of Oregon. Mm -hmm. there, so the, the, uh, federal, the federal tax um, benefits, mm -hmm. that's, that's for anybody contributing, whether it doesn't matter where they live? 
that one would be more tied to the account itself since those benefits are really just tied to the growth within that account. So that would be for my daughters. We would be benefiting from any of that money that we take out from the college savings plan, which this is the first year we've done it. Our oldest daughter uh, is now Mm -hmm. off at university. And so we've not just been putting money in, a lot of money has been coming out of that. We don't have to pay taxes on any of the growth of those funds. So it's really tied the federal benefit that tax-free growth is tied to the account itself right on okay so just to backtrack a bit on you talk about the the creativity lack or lack thereof you know the nice thing about 529 is that and i know it's the case here in in idaho i I gotta believe it's in in a lot of the states that it makes uh for another not quite a holiday but for something to celebrate on may 29th is in idaho it's college savings day that's right is that That's the case right. in Oregon? It, it is for all of us uh, across the nation. Right. We we've taken five two nine, so so May 29th and and built that into our process for holding promotions or special sweepstakes or what have you. You know, so in addition to those tax savings, Todd, uh, individuals, mm-hmm. I would really I would really suggest they look into their state's uh, college savings plan. They don't have to use their states. Somebody that lives in mm-hmm. uh, in um, California can use Idaho's or they live in California, they can use Oregon's, but many people do use their own state's plans because of some of these state-specific tax benefits. But in addition Mm -hmm. to that, many of these five to nine plans or college savings plans have other incentives. For the state of Oregon, we've tried to find ways to motivate people to start saving early. So we came up with a program called Baby Grad. So anybody Mm -hmm. that opens up an Oregon college savings plan for their child before their 12 or their 12 month, you know, so before their first birthday, we'll mm-hmm. put an additional $25 into that account to help them start mm-hmm. saving. We did the same thing for kindergartners. So any child that's five or six years old and an account's open for them, we'll put $25 of our money, which would have normally been spent on marketing or, you know, some advertisement. We'll put that in there to help people start saving because we want to help people start saving early. Mm-hmm. The earlier you start saving, regardless of the amount you're able to put in there, the better because it's that time value of money that's really building in there. And we have other programs as well, Todd, that help people. We have sweepstakes that are run throughout the year. We have a really, Mm -hmm. really um, healthy uh, scholarship, diversity and leadership scholarship. So we're just trying to find ways to help all Oregonians, in our case, start saving for their child's future. Now, another one of these uh, issues that come around these five to nine programs is the name of them. So ours is called the Oregon Mm -hmm. College Savings Plan. Well, guess what? You don't have to go to school in Oregon <laughs> to use this. So it's right. part of our name. That's going to be a question because some a lot confusion. of people are worried about that. That's right. And guess what? It doesn't also have to be used for college. It can it can be used for college and universities. It could be used for community colleges. It could be used for certain types of apprenticeships, and trade schools, and much, much more. So we're, we've kind of limited ourselves by our name, but we're uh, mm-hmm. trying hard to go out there and explain that, that this is a good tool for, for, for almost all Oregonians or whatever resident uh, to utilize. Right. And and just about any state, can you also now use them for concurrent credit in high school? So there are, so at the federal level, this is a recent change. Uh, You're allowed Mm -hmm. to use your college savings plans for K through 12 education. Usually that Mm -hmm. that's going to be private, private private tuition, private tuition, but you know, there's some other aspects for, for public that you can use it for. Now, 
we here in the state of Oregon, so I, I, I'm saying we collectively, uh, the legislature said, you know what, this is really a college or post high school savings program. So yes, you can take your money out for K through 12 uh, education if you absolutely need to, um, but we're not going to provide you those state tax uh, incentives for contributions mm -hmm. on any of the money that you're putting in there or that you're using for K through 12. We will for any college or, or post-secondary education, but we're really trying to get people focused on saving for higher education. And so state by state, uh, you might have slight nuances on whether you get the state tax uh, mm -hmm. uh, benefit for contributions if you're using it for K through 12. Okay. Let's let's address probably the biggest concern that uh, you probably heard, and I've heard people say, "Well, you know, if if I contribute to five twenty nine for my child, what if they don't end up going to college? What then? Uh, what do I do with the money? It's is it gone?" And there's there's some alternative uh, there's some options there, right? We we hear this one a lot, Todd. Um, and of course, we we hear that it's 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 an important question. So uh, here's here's a couple of things that we should remember when it comes to these five to nine uh, savings programs. One is the money is always owned by the account owner. So whoever opens up the account, that money remains yours, even if you have a beneficiary tied to it. For myself, I have an account for my wife and I have an account for both of our daughters. So mm -hmm. let's just say that one of our daughters gets a full ride scholarship and doesn't need that same amount of money. Although she would need to use some of that money because um, this money could be for books, which are not covered, special you know aspects of housing, um, you know food, etc. Um, but let's mm -hmm. say she doesn't use all those funds. Well, we have a few different options to do. For one, we still have ownership over that, so we could transfer those funds from our let's say our oldest daughter to our other daughter's account. Mm -hmm. um, we could transfer ownership from ourselves to our daughter for her to use for either higher education, like, you know, um, uh, you know, master's degrees, et cetera, or for her children, if she chooses to have those. Um, we have all sorts of, of, of opportunities. If we truly need to take money out of the college savings plan and not use it for some sort of qualified higher education, we can do that as well. What happens though is the government comes back in and says, hey, listen, we were incentivizing you to save for education. If you're gonna use this money mm -hmm. for, for non-education type uh, expenses, all you'll need to do is you actually have to pay that, that uh, taxes on the growth. We're not gonna give you tax-free growth, just on the amount mm -hmm. you pulled out, not on the full amount, right. just on the amount you pulled out. And we're gonna assess a 10% penalty just on that growth there. It's not going to be a huge hit and it's not hitting the amount you're putting in. It's basically just saying, hey, we were incentivizing you for saving this for, for higher education. If you're gonna use it for something else, we're just not gonna, we're gonna pull back those incentives. All right, so that 10% tax penalty, I think a lot of people hear that and they think 10% of everything I put in no. uh, is, is a fee. It's 10% it's on the growth. On the growth, right. Okay. Well, that's 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 really good to know because that, I I know a lot of people are worried about that. The great news is people who are worried that their child doesn't go to college. You've you've probably heard these and know the statistics better than me, but I know that if a child even knows that they have a college savings account from the time they're young, and it could be ten dollars, twenty five dollars, as you as you say, just the fact that they know that they have a college savings, it it some dramatically increases their chances of going to college or their likelihood of going to college, excuse me.
I, I love that, that you're bringing you're this up. That? Yeah, we, we absolutely are. And so many are. And it's, it's really yeah. exciting. And, and the statistics are as high as, you know, a, a child that has some money set aside for, it doesn't even have to be enough to cover all of their books for once, but just some money set aside are four times more likely to go to college mm. and three times more likely to, to graduate from college than somebody that has no money set aside. And really what we feel this is, is encompassing is the fact that is that that they feel that their family has a belief that they're going to go that they start mm -hmm. talking to them about the concept that you know what we believe you can reach any of your dreams we feel like some sort of education after uh, high school is important whether it's trade schools or apprenticeships mm -hmm. or college so we're we're putting some money aside for you and that is that's really really powerful there's also statistics tied to uh, uh, students um, grades and math and, and and English are higher if if they know they have a college savings plan set aside for them it's really just instilling mm. that college going spirit into the child and again we're not saying everybody has to go to college there are many yeah. different paths but we want to be able to instill our our, our children the idea that you know what, we want to be here to support you being able to reach your dreams, regardless of what those are. Oh, that's great. Now, I really appreciate that, that you that you bring up that it's not just the traditional college that we think about for year, but trade schools, they're not free. Mm. Uh, we need trade, we need people in the trades. That's right. And uh, those can be great professions. And so having having uh, those funds available would be great. I'll, David, I, we could talk on and on and on about this, but would you, uh, as we finish up here, would you mind giving us uh, and the listeners one practical step, something they can do today uh, that you would give them recommendation as far as uh, college savings plans? Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I would just say, just start researching your state's college savings uh, program. If, if your state offers some sort of a tax incentive on contributions, that likely is probably your best bet, but know that all of the state's plans are available to you. There's some great websites out there to help you, savingforcollege.com and others to kind of uh, to, to compare and contrast, but just start that research and just start saving. This could be one of the easiest things you do today. Uh, for the Oregon College Savings Plan, it literally takes 15 minutes to establish these savings plans online. It's as low as $25 for your initial deposit on these plans. And it's so easy. Just start the process. Even if you only have a small amount, $5 per month to put in, doesn't matter. Start that process today. Excellent. And David, where, where can our listeners find you and connect with you online? Yeah, there's, there's two places. To learn more about the Oregon College Savings Plan that we've been specifically talking about today, go to Oregon College savings.com. If you want to learn more about uh, what we do here at the, the state treasury and the savings network uh, that I work for, the other savings plans, you can just go to the Oregon uh, state treasury website and find us under financial empowerment. And please make sure you're looking at your state savings options as well. It's really important to know what's available out there for you to utilize. Awesome. Thank you, David. I appreciate you uh, joining me today and, and we're gonna have you back for one more episode. So uh, thank you for everything you've shared today. Thank you, Todd. I wanna, uh, you're welcome. I wanna uh, say thank you to my listeners and for joining us today. You could check out our podcast archives at moneyfit.org slash podcast. And until the next episode, please stay money fit and stay well. Mm -hmm.